Praise the Lord. We welcome you to our live broadcast this January 2nd, 2022. Shall we pray? Our Father and our God, we thank you for this opportunity to be here in your presence, speaking to all who desire to know the truth. Father, may you put the words in their hearts and may they also embody what they hear through the study of the scriptures. And may they also, Father, give them the grace to go forth and teach others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our instrumental is taken from Brother Caleb Brassi from YouTube. May God continue to bless him and his family. We are starting a new series, the Will of God series. It may take us up to 8 to 10 weeks. We are likely to make some modifications, but I need to make a point here. Please, this is, all the series have been very important. This is also a very important series, but in this new year, we plead with you to be with us and let us go through this journey together. Because whosoever desires to serve God has to be in God's will. Because if you and I are not in God's will, everything we are doing is not, it is van, is rubbish. It will not account for anything. Praise the Lord. So, it's on the board. The, the series outline is on the board. Um, we are not going to go through them one by one. Uh, we can go to the next stand so they can see them. It's on them at the moment, but we are likely to modify them. Today we are speaking on the first one. It is another year. Praise the Lord. That's our topic for today. It is another year. The outline. Will it be one of hope? Or hopelessness? That is this year. We have a message to the heavenly citizens on earth. We also have a message to the unbelievers. The outline. The outline. After it's another year, exactly, yeah. First item, it is another year. The years come and go. Everything seems to be the same. Yet they are not. When the year 2019 began, who knew that the world was entering an unknown period in the 21st century? Nobody. A virus, not naked to the eyes, was about to wreak havoc. A havoc that will put ambitions on hold, hold the growth of economic activities, lock down many in countries, and kill millions. The world called a virus COVID-19. This virus has undergone many changes since its appearance on the world. The scientists, as usual, are giving them to the variants of COVID-19. The year 2021 ended with one of them, called the Omicron variant. The Omicron variant spreads faster. That is, is very transmissible than the one before it, called Delta. Thankfully, as is being seen, 
though more contagious than the previous one, Delta, its symptoms are not as severe at the moment. As a result, though many more people are getting infected with Omicron, the virus, the variant of COVID-19, it hasn't led to the increased hospitalizations and deaths. Some see this development in a positive light. That COVID-19 assault may be coming to an end, even if more people are getting infected. COVID-19, with all its variants, is not the first influenza to cause a worldwide pandemic. Far from it. The most recent one that caused a lot of havoc was in 1918. Some call it the Spanish flu, on the assumption that the origin of the virus was in Spain while others assert that the virus originated in Kansas in the United States of America. The 1918 pandemic lasted for about two years. COVID-19 pandemic has just entered its third year and only God knows when it will end. Only He, not any human being. That this particular flu pandemic has more staying power than the 1918 one is not in question. Unlike the 21st century interconnected world, the 1918 world was not interconnected. Air travel was just starting. It was novel at the time. It was new. Only the few, the very rich few could afford and they travel by air. But in 1918, going by sea, to do it, you know, using ships was a norm. And ocean voyages from one continent to another could take up to three weeks. Countries prevented ships carrying infected passengers from entering their ports. That's the way they were able to contain the infection. Because they would make sure the ships remained on shore, out, of, out of the ports with infected persons there until they get better or died. So containment of the flu from one continent to another was possible as a result. Individual countries didn't have to contend with imported virus from other countries or continents, the way 21st century countries are doing now. They devoted most of their efforts battling the virus within their own countries. In the 21st century interconnected world, air travel is the norm. Let us take an example. An airplane carrying 300 passengers could take off from one continent and land in another continent in a matter of hours. Let's say that airplane had 100 infected passengers on board. After the plane carrying those 100 infected passengers lands in another continent, those infected passengers could take flights to countries in other, to other continents. So in less than one day, Three or more continents with about 100 countries could be home to 100 infected passengers. And in less than a day, 100 countries would have got a test of the COVID-19. Depending on this rate of spread, hundreds of thousands in one such country could have a flu in one week. And those 100 countries could be looking at millions of active influenza cases in less than one month. But for vaccinations, which was not available during the 1918 pandemic, we could have been witnessing a disaster of unimaginable proportions. 
Vaccinations have helped to stem the tide. But more work is needed both from governments and citizens. Richer countries hoarded vaccines until their citizens are fully vaccinated. But they have shot themselves in the foot. Because until the rest of the world's poor are vaccinated, they'll be fighting a losing battle. Because as it's finishing in one rich country, it's coming back again from some other country. So we say government should make laws overriding patent rights. This will allow vaccines to be produced in more countries, especially the third world countries. I now call them third world countries. Some years ago, I would never use that term. I would say developing countries. But no, I refuse now to say countries in Africa are developing countries. They are all third world countries. Governments and people should campaign. Did you hear me? Against all people who oppose vaccinations. They should mount a very big campaign. They should be collecting our tax money and not be doing the right thing. Because all those who oppose vaccinations are killers. They use online platforms and spread lies about vaccines and vaccinations. Whoever opposes public health measures, like wearing masks or keeping some distance when you are on the line, let's say buying groceries, and who oppose vaccinations, they are all wicked. Because their so-called freedom stops where others begin. Since it has become fashionable to kill others in the disguise of individual freedom. Yes, it has become fashionable. Oh, I have freedom, I have rights. But you are killing other people by refusing to adhere to public health measures like wearing masks, social distancing, and taking your vaccinations. Those people who oppose vaccinations are hypocrites. They will go to the hospital and take medicines for one element or the other. They will even undergo surgery. Was it not the same science that they already claimed that made it possible for those medicines? They are hypocrites and are wicked. Their lies and promotion of silly conspiracies against masking and vaccines have led to loss of lives and they are responsible for those loss of lives. Especially if those ones fail to make it to Christ's eternity. On our part in this ministry, we plead with you, get vaccinated. Wear masks in all public places. Avoid large gatherings, especially in confined places. Above all, tell your neighbors to wear masks and to get vaccinated too. Do your public duty if you're a believer. If you join the conspiracy theories, you are wicked. And you don't know the Lord. I know the Holy Spirit. We go to the next item. Will this save you one of hope or hopelessness? Even with the pandemic, the poor have gotten poorer and the rich have gotten richer. Many people have lost their jobs because of the downturn in economic activities. Others, especially the young, can't find employment, especially in third world countries. I know one country, I think, is almost 90% graduate unemployment. Many have taken to a crime, others to drugs. Others have gone mental, why some have become so despondent that they want to commit suicide. Let me be blunt, there is no leadership in the world today. Did you hear what I said? There is no leadership in the world. 
It's worse even in those countries that are called third world countries, and that will be in Africa, South America, and Asia. More worrisome. That's what worries me most. Many of those who claim to be men and women of God, who are leading denominations and buildings they call churches, continue to mislead both believers and unbelievers with their end of year prophecies. Africa, take note. Those of you who attended end of year and new year services, especially in Africa, must have heard the 2022 prophecies from your pastors and general overseers. That's one of the reasons many of you flock in droves to these end of year and new year services. You want to hear prophecies. From your idols, your geos and pastors have become your idols. Those of you who continue flocking to these places never ask themselves, what became of the prophecies that happened the year before? What happened? Is it that these latter-day prophets think that your followers are stupid? And are you really telling them that you are stupid? Can't you read and write? How can you become so gullible that you cannot cross-check what happened the year before by those prophets to see whether they did come to pass? Because if you really put on your thinking caps that God gave you, Nobody will be attending these end of year services by now just to hear prophecies, false prophecies. Please search the internet. Internet. Type the name of your pastor or geo or your idol. The one that you believe speaks for God. And see what your she prophesied will happen in 2021 that just ended. Cross check how many of those prophecies came to pass. I know these prophets, they are worldly smart. They are calm men and women. I call them prophets, but they're not. But let's continue using the word prophets. They often couch their prophecies in generalities. Like there will be one or two disasters today in the world in this year. There will be death of prominent politicians, governors, whatever, business moguls. And then they will say, those of you who will give faithfully this year, God will bless you abundantly with houses, cars, and promotions. And people shout, Amen, Hallelujah. Please tell me something. Disasters happen all the time. Yes. When they say it's in Africa, some they say, no, no, it was the one that happened in Asia. That's the one we meant. People die all the time, please. Then the question I ask, and you should ask is, why is it that the only prominent people are rich people that will die? Don't tell people die. I suspect there's a hidden motive why they prophesy about deaths of prominent people. Please hear me. It came to me just the other day. Many of the prominent people in those countries become afraid when they hear that one politician or governor or rich man or woman is going to die. They're afraid. They read the papers or hear it in the... Uh, you know, after their services. Some of them will rush in panic. They run to those prophets and ask them, please pray for me. Do you think they go with empty hands? No. They go with lavish gifts and money. Then the prophets pray for them. And the rich persons give them gifts. 
They give them gifts. But that's not where it ends. Then these prophets are now invited to the mansions of the governors or the president. So they can continue to prophesy for them and pray for them. They become personal prophets and advisors to the politicians. If, you know, <laughs> think about Africa. Look at all your presidents, governors. Don't they have personal prophets, even those of them who claim they are Islamists? Think about it. And you're telling me that God is happy. God is against you false prophets. You pastors and Jehovah's who commit deceiving God's people. God is against you. You had it here. Repent or you perish. Many of those who attend the end of your services, you give large offerings. After hearing prophecy about riches and promotions and new cows, you think I buy God? Your faith is in your so called pastor and Jew. You believe that whatever the pastor asks God, God will do it. That's why you die your idols. In effect, your faith is on human beings and not on God. If you are one of those who still look up to these men and women of greed, who have put your hope on mere human beings, you must repent at the hearing of this message. Repent at the hearing of this broadcast because you are guilty and God is not going to hold you not responsible. No, God will not say you are deceived. No, you are the one who continues to promote and encourage these false men and women who claim that prophets using the name of God falsely. Praise the Lord. First scripture, please. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. Praise the Lord. You want a curse? Continue. But I counsel everyone, especially those of you who have been faithful in listening to this broadcast, where we encourage you to study the scriptures and go to the Lord in prayer say, Lord, I hear from him. Stay home during such periods. You are not committing any sin. In fact, you are sinning by going. And pray to God with members of your family. Study the scriptures together and God will guide you every step. Begin today to put your trust in God. If you have a personal relationship with his son, Jesus Christ. Stop contracting or paying people to pray for you. You have the same access that they have. In fact, you have more access because you are not being deceitful. But if you don't have a personal relationship, meaning you are an unbeliever, today is your opportunity. You can begin to enjoy a fellowship with your Lord and God if you repent of your sins even now and invite Jesus Christ into your life. In your home. I have two messages for two different audiences in today's broadcast. The first one will be to the heavenly citizens. Then the next is to the unbelievers. So you can choose hope or hopelessness for this year. That's how you write the point. This year, you can choose hope or hopelessness. It is all in your hands. You have to make the choice. But remember, that hope belongs only to God's children. Why hopelessness belongs to unbelievers? Because insatiable desire for the things of the world breeds hopelessness. Even if you have, you still desire more and you are happy. Message to the heavenly citizens on earth. That's the next. This is not a time to give up, says your Redeemer. 
I'm speaking to you now, child of God, from the throne of heaven. These are the time to give up since you are redeemed by the Holy One of Israel. The one who redeemed you by dying for you on the cross. Those of you who are afraid because of their flesh, because their flesh is responding to what is going on around them, you seem to have forgotten Christ in you. You allow your circumstances to define your joy. No, your happiness and joy should be because you know Jesus Christ, Son of God, and that you have a relationship with Him. So no matter what flies around you, you should ignore. Don't forget that your flesh is in opposition to Christ in you. Yes! Your flesh is in opposition because your flesh is going down when you die. But your soul and spirit are going to be with the maker. You seem not to understand that it was your flesh that prevented you from making the right decisions in the past. Those believers who give in to the demands of the flesh invariably pay the price. We're going to look at some cases where children of God miss it because they listen to their flesh. Not any other, they listen to the demands of their flesh. Rather, listening to the spirit inside them, hearing from Christ indwelling them. Case one. Your flesh made you not to go all in for Christ. You were concerned with what your neighbors and families will say. You don't want them to think that you are radical for Christ. You ignored warnings from Christ in you, not to listen to the flesh, but to go on because he is with you wherever you go. You rationalized. You went to their functions. That's unbelievers' functions. You played with them. You laughed with them. You love that duration heaped on you. You know, it's not like those radicals. It's, this is our man. This is our, our, our daughter. In your heart, you had the scripture that said, friendship with the world is enmity with God, but you ignored it. That's case one. That's why you have hopelessness when you should have hope. Case two. Your flesh revolted at the idea of taking certain jobs. Even though nothing else was on offer, they gave you some job somewhere. You saw that that's not too that's too many for me. You have college degrees. Or the position you held in your last company or government. How can you take this type of job? But the Christ in you asked you to be humble and take the job. But you refused. And behold, it was hopelessness after that. Case three. You had a good employment. And your business was doing very well. You had money. And people flocked and loved you. Your flesh encouraged you to squander the money. More money will be coming. Don't worry. The Lord has provided more will come. Christ in you urged you to be cautious. But you couldn't be stopped. So you lift it up. Because you wanted adulation of human beings. And suddenly everything went south. Case four. You're a young man or woman. Your flesh asked you to have that expensive wedding. It was important to make a statement. After all, all your other peers and colleagues have had very expensive weddings. You want it to be even more expensive. Christ in you urge caution. Christ in you ask you to have a less expensive wedding. They use their balance to buy that piece of land or rent a small space to live with your spouse. You ignore that advice. Then came COVID-19, and you and your spouse are out of jobs. Now you can hardly eat, and the new baby is on the way. 
for those who fall into some or all the categories, including the ones who we have not. That's, there are so many categories I could bring out today, but that will take 10 hours. I have a question. Where are all those people you try to please by living above your means? Where are those pastors who ask you to sow with your livelihood and you get untold riches? Where are they now in your poverty, in your hopelessness? But that is the past. Remember your child of God, but you see, you allowed your flesh to dictate terms. When you have been their spirit dictating because Christ in you was talking to your spirit, talking to your soul. Remember that Christ in you warned you, but you didn't listen. That's the past now. Today we have to, it's a new day. Because if you have listened to the spirit of God in you, you would have been prepared for the rainy day when things came crashing down with COVID-19. Rather than admit to your having given it to fleshly desire, some of you are blaming God. Now here is what you and I should do moving forward. You are child of God, remember this message is for heavenly citizens, children of God, but who backslid. Confess your sin of disobedience to God. Propose in your heart to start afresh that today is a new day. Promise to only listen to what his word says and not what any human being, pastor, prophet, G.O., it doesn't matter who it is, says. Only what the word of God says you obey and not that of any human being. Propose that. Promise God that you will take whatever opportunity he brings you away. It could even be that of a garbage collector. Yes. Make sure you are truly committed to your promise. It doesn't matter. The God will serve will open your eyes to opportunities around you if you make this commitment. One that will put food on the table for you and your family. And we see you through. Scripture, please. Psalm 125, verses 1 to 4. Verse 1. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forever. For the scepter of wickedness shall not rest on the land allotted to the righteous, lest the righteous reach out their hands to iniquity. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good and to those who are upright in their hearts. Praise the Lord for the reading of his word. Those who trust in the Lord are Mount Zion, are like Mount Zion. That means they are immovable. Begin today to trust the Lord God who saved you and I. That's the first thing you have to do. Trust God. Next scripture, please. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 8. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Be anxious for nothing. As you put your trust in Lord, don't be anxious, because if you are trusted in the Lord, you no longer should be anxious. You are not trusting Him. So by in everything, by prayer and supplication, continue to thank God. Make your request known to God, not to man or woman. And you have peace that will restore that hope and remove that hopelessness in your life. Remember, I'm talking to children of God, not talking to unbelievers. Next scripture, please. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Praise the Lord. Please don't stop your Bibles. Begin to do the work of the evangelist. If you are that skilled in the scriptures, begin to also teach. And so long as you are doing that, see the promise of the Lord at the last of verse uh, 20b. And Noah with you always, even unto the end of the age. So long as you are about the Lord's business, he's with you. Nothing can touch or hurt you because Christ in you is there with you. Praise the Lord. Message to the unbelievers. Unbelievers, hear me. If you don't have Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the person I can't hear, an unbeliever. I don't care whatever position you have in a church or building called church or denomination. Why are you panicking, unbeliever? Why are you saying or thought that the dance will never end? Yes, you have been carousing. You had a wild life and righteous living has been, has been since the pandemic. So I'll ask, how has it been? How market? How has it been with you? Your life is hopeless. Bars and dancing halls closed. I know it has not stopped you from your evil ways and plans, says the Lord. The pain caused by restrictions has become unbearable. Yes, you are hopeless and you remain hopeless. Stop looking for solutions in the wrong places, unbeliever. You will not find them. Your heart isn't going to be satisfied with more debauchery, with more sin. The emptiness will remain. It doesn't matter what you do or don't do. It will continue. You didn't know two years ago that your coveting world will come to an end. The same way it's going to crash at the end of the age. But a tiny virus could break your ambitions, your debauchery and evil thoughts. Yes, says the Lord. Yes. Even if the pandemic ends tomorrow, the world we are used to has gone forever. You will face all that uncertainty about your life. You are empty. You just had a foretaste of that lonely existence where all you did was watch porn, pornography on your computer and smartphones, or reruns on your television. Remember that emptiness will never be filled by things and by others. It will never happen. You will remain hopeless. Only one person can feel that emptiness. Only one person can deliver you. His name is called Jesus Christ. Yeshua, the Son of God. He invites you this minute to repent of your sins and hardness of heart. He wants you to become his child. He's beckoning you on the cross, beckoning you to come so that he can heal you. So he can take you across. So as the emptiness we go, will you act on his invitation or will you reject it and remain in hopelessness? Scripture, please. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Praise the Lord. The Lord has given his invitation. Now go to him. Make your peace in your room wherever if you are hearing my voice or watching this broadcast. Please don't refuse this call this day. Because a day is coming if you refuse. When he will ask you about this refusal, the day, this day, could be your last on earth. Think about it. There are people you know in 2021 who are no longer living. Who says you are going to be alive or I'm going to be alive tomorrow? What will you tell the Lord Jesus Christ? Who died for you? And freely confide his righteousness 
or whoever believes if you refuse this offer today. Think about it. Please hear directly from him who died for you and make your decision before we sing the song Rock of Ages. Make your decision. Follow your feet wherever you are and invite the Lord Jesus Christ Yeshua, the Son of God, into your life. That He may deliver you from your sins and restore hope where there was hopelessness. That He give you peace that surpasses all understanding. That you say, welcome home, my daughter, my son. You have a personal encounter because you may hear His voice or see His form. And you will know that truly, He died for you. Praise the Lord. Scripture, please. John chapter 5, verses 25 to 29. Most assuredly, I say to you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself, and has given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this. For the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. Praise the Lord. It is clear from the scripture we just read. This will be that condemnation or that commendation on that day. That you had the truth and you accepted and you came to him and he delivered you. Please, please, if you're an unbeliever, please, if you're an unbeliever, please, if you're an unbeliever, I don't care if you know you have not had a personal encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't have that assurance that you are truly saved, if you don't have that assurance that you're a child of God, this scripture and the one we read before, take that invitation because we are going to sing a song. As you make that commitment, invite the Holy Spirit to come into your life too as Christ comes in. And there will be a newness in life that can never compare to anything I've known before. Praise the Lord. Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages. Father God, clear for me. Ask him to hide you in him. Let the water and the blood from Christ's living side which flowed doubly cure both sin and save from the rot and make me pure and make you pure. Not the labors of my hands can fulfill the Lord's demands. Nobody can fulfill the Lord's. No, only Christ fulfilled it. Could my zeal, no respite, no. Not zeal, not tears forever. No, all for sin could not atone. Whatever you and I do can never atone for sin. Only Christ Jesus saves. Only he alone saves. Nothing in my hand I bring. Simply to the cross of Christ I cling. Naked come to thee for dress. 
grace. Look to thee for grace. Foul high to the fountain fly. Watch me, Savior, or I die. Unbeliever, cry out. Child of God, recommit your life. While I draw this fleeting breath, when my eyes shall close in death, yes, when I saw to the world's unknown, see thee on thy judgment throne, rock of ages, clear for me. That's why I want to hide myself. Indeed, not just today, but always. Praise the Lord. It's a sober time. But God is on the throne. He loves you, child of God. He loves you, unbeliever, because he wants you to become his child. This is the opportunity. We're going to pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, thank you for this day. Thank you for this year. Thank you for your word to every one of us. None of us has apprehended, but you speak to us, you speak through us, you welcome all. Father, I pray that this was will have the intended effect on everyone who has had or watched this broadcast this day. Lord, guide them. Father, preserve them from everyone. With the blood covering that I plead the blood over all who have here or we hear this message in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May nothing hurt or touch them in this year, Lord. As they come to the throne of grace, Father God, and make please, may you, Father, restore hope in their lives. Remove the hopelessness in their life. Open their eyes to see the things around them that will make them so they don't touch their hand to iniquity. That they don't join the world, a world that's condemned, into doing things that displease you. Father, I pray that your abundant grace and that your countenance will shine upon everyone who has had this broadcast this day. Bless their homes and their families. Preserve them, Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. My brothers and sisters, this is a new year. Study the scriptures. And as we do this work of the will of God, we are going to find what and how you can fit in into the body of Christ. But we are going to find it in your closet, in your home. Not through anybody telling you what you are going to do or not. Because Christ in you will educate you if you are a child of God. And if you are not a believer and have repented this day, welcome. We thank you, Father God, for this opportunity. Read your Bibles, my brothers and sisters. And I love you all. Continue to pray for us as we pray for you in Jesus' name.